Welcome back to the Macam in the Middle podcast after another Sunderland game, the second to last home game of the league season, of course, as it stands. Uh, a 1-1 draw at home to Huddersfield, a game that at the time seemed like a result that was going to see Sunderland slip out of the race for the playoffs. But we are recording this a couple of days after, and of course, after last night's results, which is Wednesday, yesterday. Um, nobody seems to want to finish in the playoffs. So. Exactly. A lot of people say Sunderland missed an opportunity and every other club in the, in the playoff positions or around there have done the exact same thing. I think Coventry drew with Blackburn, Norwich lost, um, albeit Luton are secured in the playoffs. I think they had lost. Um, they drew. To, they drew. They drew, did they? They did. Yeah, I mean, we're miles behind Luton anyway. So we are. We're not really looking at them. Yeah. And off the top of my head, there was another team that lost and I can't think who it was. Who have you mentioned? Coventry, Blackburn drew. Norwich lost. Norwich drew 1-1. Watford got oh, off Cardiff. Yeah. I knew someone lost. But basically, moral of the story is every team dropped points and results did go our way, albeit the result in our game didn't necessarily go our way. And that is the game that we're going to be talking about because ultimately, it's another case of two points dropped at home. Yeah, well, I'm sure this is probably one of the... Although the season in general has been... Fantastic, and I think a lot of Sunderland fans that have got the perspective should should remember that. You know, with all the other stuff that's gone against us, in terms of our home form, this is probably one of the worst, aside from the two relegation seasons. It's probably up there in terms of the Premier League years with the lack of wins at home, which is bizarre. And I was thinking about this at uh, earlier today, actually, funnily enough, and going on about how many games have we lost this season at home? I think we've won seven, drew seven, sorry, drew eight, lost seven. So it's not. The home form, by all means, isn't absolutely atrocious, but it's not really good enough. If you're wanting, to, and certainly for next season, it, let's say we miss out on the playoffs uh, this season, I think next season we've got to be aiming for that end of the table. And next season, the home form is something that has to improve because, you know, and if you look at the, who we've drawn against us, if you look at the manner of some of the draws, you know, QPR 2 0 up, um, what was it, 87th minute, and then we end up drawing twos each, and the goalkeeper scores against us. Yeah. Then you have Hull and Bristol City conceded last literally last minute penalties. Uh, this game against Huddersfield, the team that's battling relegation. Although, if I'm going to be fair to Huddersfield, you know, I mean, Norwich and uh, Blackburn failed to beat them, although that was away. But Huddersfield have won away at uh, beat Borough at home, and then they won, they've won away at Millwall, which not many teams go to Millwall and get a win. And they obviously won at Watford, although I suppose a lot of teams have won at Watford recently. But it, it was going to... Warnock was the main reason I wasn't confident for this game because he's just a veteran at this level and he absolutely knows what he's doing. But albeit from us, it's two points dropped when you consider we were in a winning position. Albeit, as you mentioned before, um, we did get a reprieve with every other result that went on after we played. And just didn't really get out of our, you know, starting third. You know, there was a few times we turned the ball over and we'll get on to the goal that we scored. But again, it was a case of players not necessarily taking risks, not, you know, the forward pass when we did try it, didn't always connect. And it was again just one of them games where we had a lot of possession without anything to show for it. I mean, uh, the, the thing about that that maybe contributed towards what you just said is that the balance of the team, I didn't think was quite right. And even when, before the game, the game started, um, what what did we have? Like Pritchard and Neil in the middle, which I thought was very... Um, didn't we try, I'm sure we tried that against Stoke, and obviously we know what happened there. Um, yeah. So I did wonder that that's a big of a risk there. Um, Huddersfield fans said before the game the team they played were, were basically here to try and nick a point, and 
Mm. Based off the second half, I'm not entirely sure that's the case. But I think when you look at our own performance, we, the, the, the game, the, our team just looked a little bit lopsided because there was a lot of attacking talent on the pitch. But I wonder, because there was a lack of a base behind them, um, that we just couldn't seem to get into our rhythm. But as you said, I mean, the final pass wasn't there. The uh, but yet, albeit saying that, in the second, in the first half, we did create two very, very good chances. One at nil-nil, one at one-nil. Where obviously, well, what uh, the chance at nil-nil? I think it might have been Gooch where. He gets into the box, turns his man, um, whoever it was, and uh, turns his man in the box and then has a good effort and then shoots straight at yeah. the keeper. And then the second one, obviously, I know you'll get to Gelhardt's goal in a minute, but after he scored, there was a chance where Pritchard, I think it was Pritchard who had a shot just outside the penalty area. Um, the keeper saves it and everyone's scrambling all over the place. And then Diallo basically should be getting, yeah, it's a good, yeah, a good connection on the way. It's 2-0. So we did create opportunities, but... Again, yeah, I agree with you. Something just fell off about it. We just didn't, you know, we didn't, I mean, if you contrast the last two home games, Birmingham, we played some pretty good stuff at times, pretty damn good stuff at times. And yet in this game, we just couldn't seem to get into our free-flowing forward rhythm the way we'd like to. Yeah. Um, well, Sunderland did take the lead in the game and it was Gelhardt who got the goal. Ahmad with another goal contribution, this time an assist. And it was the first time that Sunderland really had the chance to to really put a counter-attack against Huddersfield. Uh, Huddersfield had a lot of players forward. We win the ball back, and I think we actually lost the ball two or three times just before scoring. I think Patterson um, you know, makes a pass straight to a Huddersfield player, and I think someone else tried to do similar, and again went straight to a Huddersfield player. Ahmad wins the ball back, takes it past one, plays it to Gelhart, and it's an outstanding finish from Gelhart from outside the box. It is, um, and I've I've been a pretty big defender of Gellhart uh, since his sign, but obviously that he, he's had criticism, and for good reason, because some of his performances haven't been great. But I've always felt that if you get him the right service, um, I think more confidence starts to come. And actually, of the goals, he's, that's his best goal that he's got. I mean, granted, there's not much to compare it to, because you've got basically um, a header from a few yards and one where it was like a sort of a scuffed pass that led to him, but... You know, this was a that, that was a good instinct. It's very accurate. It's low placed. It's precisely into the corner. Albeit that I think it goes through the defender and the goalkeeper is unsighted a little bit, but it's still a very very good goal. And you never know. Maybe with maybe if he come if he gets into a little bit of form coming into the last three games, he might he could still keep our slim playoff hopes alive. But no, I'm glad for him. Good finish. Yeah, and obviously it was one nil at half time. Sunderland come out second half, and I think. There was a feeling in the second half that Sunderland did sit back a little bit too much. Yeah, I mean, I was saying that at the time. And, I mean, I won't repeat exactly what I said off air, but I was thinking, why on earth are you sitting back against effing Huddersfield? But, again, to be fair to them, and, again, this is something that Warnock, this is one of the things, it, put it this, like I said before, if it, was, if it was anybody but Warnock in charge of Huddersfield for this game, I would have been confident of winning. But the second half showed for me why, I wasn't confident with Warnock in charge of Huddersfield because Huddersfield basically Huddersfield came out and really pinned us in. And I think when you look at the way we approached the second half, we were just sitting back. We were we were basically inviting pressure, and we we were quite lucky that Huddersfield didn't score before they did, and to sort of probably lead on to the goal. When the goal was scored, because we were sitting back and we weren't getting any forward momentum, and we were giving the ball away in sloppy areas, and um, it wasn't like Huddersfield overly pressed us or anything. We just gave the ball away in stupid areas and. No, and it shouldn't. It wouldn't really come off as a surprise that the goal came when it did. Yeah, and on the goal that Huddersfield scored, this is again something that I've seen quite a few people talk about. Pretty much every home game, and 
some away games as well that have been on TV is how easily Sunderland are to play against when you have a player that will run at you. Because for some reason, you know, Birmingham was the exact same. I think Chong did it multiple times for them. If they get the ball and run at us, there's something about our team, whether it's mentality or the tactics, whatever it is, we just let them run at us. And, you know, they can go from the halfway line and be practically unchallenged by the time they get to our 18-yard box. And this, the goal that they scored, Huddersfield, is a very similar case because I don't know who it was and I'm not going to try and remember who it was, but he gets the ball. He's probably driven forward 10, 15 yards, no one trying to close him down, everyone backing off, three or four, I think it was three players around him, gets the shot off to flex in and it's 1-1. And that is so avoidable if one player goes to close him down. Well, exactly. And, it's not, and even if you go back a little bit before that, and I watched the on the EFL highlights, um, Patrick Roberts gives the ball away. Uh, Patrick Roberts is on the right-hand side and he tries to outskill past two Huddersfield players, which is yeah. a bit of naivety, really. And he should... And I know people go on about our lack of experience within our team, but really for Patrick Roberts, he shouldn't be that naive because he's what Mitch, he's 25 years old. And I know he's been about at different clubs, but he's played enough EFL football and should, you know, he should have done to know when to try and take someone on and when to just keep it simple and keep the ball at your feet without giving it away. Um, because, but he gives the ball away because he's a bit too clever. Um, and then as a result, I mean, obviously, this the, the fact that three or four players backed off and didn't stop the lad from scoring isn't Robert's fault, but it's frustrating the amount of space we gave him to have the shot in the first place. The fact of the matter is, if we close him down a bit earlier, for me, the goal doesn't happen. But as I said before, that was based on the second half. Huddersfield deserved it because we weren't we weren't, we weren't aggressive enough. We were constantly being we we're way too passive. We sat back too much. We didn't look to go forward ourselves, and we can again gave the ball away in silly areas. Um, albeit, the, I, I feel a bit for Patterson because obviously a deflection does wrong sight the goal wrong foot the goalkeeper and it's hard to adjust yourself very quickly in like a split second or a split nanosecond if anything but yeah it was just a such a silly goal to give away um it was deserved but it was by god it was frustrating yeah and Sunderland a good pressing high up the pitch and you'll see it with Clark where you know the defender might have it he'll play it to keep and Clark will you know he'll, he'll not stop running when the ball gets up there but there is a mentality where as soon as the opposition gets past the halfway Anyone is scared to press them in case they get past them and they're through. And like I said, it happened against Birmingham. The goal from Huddersfield happened because of it. And, you know, if you look back at other games, especially at home, there's probably so many other goals that we've conceded in a similar manner because there's just no urgency to close them down. You know, if you see Ahmad get the ball or Roberts get the ball or Clark get the ball for us, within a couple of seconds, there's two or three players a yard in front of him. He's got nowhere to go. And that's why Sunderland especially in the last few home games, have been forced to play the ball backwards more than they have forwards. But when opposition teams come to the stadium line, they don't have to play backwards because, you know, there's 10, 15 yards in front of them that they can just run into. Well, exactly. And it, and again, it comes back to the balance of the team. And this is maybe where Mowbray deserves a little bit of criticism because if you're going to have Roberts and Ahmad and Clark, to be fair, actually is better going. It's probably the best of the three at tracking back defensively. But um, you know, if you look at if Roberts and Ahmad are just going to be sprinting in, uh, in the forward areas and not look to track back, this is maybe where you needed someone like a um, Abdullah Bar, even though Bar's been better going forward, or an Equa to come in and just. And as much as he's got his own deficiencies, just come in and break up the play a little bit. Just make sure it's a bit uglier. And like I said loads of times before, you need players in midfield, especially, who are going to do the dogged work because then the, the forward players can, A, 
flourish. And B, when they when they are going forward and lose the ball, you've got players back who can cover them. So I get you said that you're absolutely right. I think that one of the reasons that we were that we were having to try and pass around the back was because Ahmad and Roberts didn't want to come back to try and help out the players behind them. Um, and again, that comes back to, and, and to an extent that's player responsibility. But it comes on to Mowbray for me for not playing the best balanced team that he could have done. Yeah. Well, they did finish 1-1, and like I say, at that point at the time didn't really seem like a point gained. It seemed like two points lost. After the results last night, it is very much still two points lost. Um, but at the same time, it is a point gained. You know, Millwall uh, obviously lost on the same night that we drew. We're, it, we're point close to them. I think we're three points off them in fifth at the moment. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's still two points between us and sixth, but... You know, there's a few teams around us with games at hand. I think there's still, I think there's about seven teams. I think trying to get into the final two places of the playoffs in the last few games of the season, um, and a lot of them do play each other. Obviously, Blackburn play pretty much the rest of the teams around us. We've still got is it Watford and Preston to play. I think it is who are obviously chasing the playoffs as well, and West Brom actually, um, which is of course on Sunday. So before we look at you know them fixtures and and the table. Instead of three of the best, we'll go with the standout player for Sunderland for that game against Huddersfield, Michael. Oh, God. Yeah, it's hard to pick anyone, really. Um, I'll probably just go Gelhart just because he scored. And to be fair, I thought I think even when Gelhart came off, actually, I thought it was a bit of a baffling decision from Mowbray. Um, some of the things, some of the, some of the substitutions I thought were a bit questionable. But yeah, I'd say Gelhart because he scored, although... Albeit it's not particularly a great accolade because I don't think anyone had above a, a six out of ten night. It just wasn't very good overall. Yeah. Um, well, like I say, that is a point that we got from that game. And in terms of the league table, it doesn't change much apart from the fact that it is now one less game to be played between now and the end of the season. Sunderland, 43 games played, 62 points. The teams around us, um, Norwich on 62 one place below us, Preston on 62, one place below us, Watford on 59, Swansea on 59, and then obviously it falls off a little bit after that. In terms of teams above us, Coventry, 43 games played, 63 points, West Brom, 42 games played, 63 points, Blackburn, 42 games played, 64 points, and Millwall, 65 points from 43. So, you know, we're ninth, but three points from fifth. Um, Like we say, West Brom have that game in hand, which is our next game, which we'll talk about very briefly. But whilst I think Sunderland do need to win their last three games of the season to, to even stand a chance of the playoffs, and I don't think that even guarantees it, it's still not over. No, which it's is probably not. the I most annoying that, thing, because you probably want it to be over, because it is very, you know, you're always checking the table during the game and after the game, and it just gives you that extra bit of false hope. It gives you in case extra, it does go on. Well, that's the thing. I put it on um, social media that, why can't football just, you know, end our hopes instead of dangling the top six over us? Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I think if we're if the, if the, the um, playoff race is going to go right down to the wire, then I hope to God we get in it because, you know, we're, I, mean, I wouldn't say I'm stressed, but it's it's the opportunity that's there, isn't it? I mean, the one big thing, uh, and the way I look at it is, like you said, Watford and Swansea are both on 59 points. Now both of them are what five points off the top six with three games left. Now, they definitely have to win their three games to stand a chance of it. But, I mean, if you look at the fixtures everybody's got, now, I know, for, I think Millwall have got Wigan and Blackpool away, followed by Blackburn at home. Now, to be fair, I didn't expect Millwall to lose to Birmingham, but Wigan and Blackpool, you'd imagine 
that if they don't beat at least one of them, you're surprised. Blackburn have got Preston at the weekend, then they've got Burnley after that, Luton, both of them, both Burnley and Luton at home, and then Millwall, obviously, last game of the season. West Brom have got a tough end of the season. I didn't realise how tough it was. They've got, obviously, after they play us, they've got Sheffield United away. Bearing in mind at that point, Sheffield United will still need a win to try and guarantee top two. Um, then after that, they go to, they host Norwich and then go to Swansea on the final day. Obviously, Preston have got, I think it's, uh, um, let me see if I get this right. Preston have got Blackburn, Sheffield United and Sunderland. Norwich have got Swansea, which is a tough game. And then they've got West Brom, another tough game, followed by Blackpool at home, which you'd imagine they'll win. I think, and then Coventry, I think, have got Reading and Birmingham at home, I think, and followed yeah. by a trip, final day trip to Borough. So the thing that gives me hope, even though I don't like to have hope because I know I'm going to be disappointed, um, is the fixtures everybody's got. And I don't personally, I, I'm calling it now, I don't think we would need to win our last three to get into the top six because of the fact that everybody plays each other. The thing that, the, the, the disadvantage we've got going into this weekend is that we kick off, apart from Luton Borough on Monday, we're the last fixture in the in the calendar this weekend. Everyone plays before us, around us. So it just entirely depends on what the, the resulting fixtures are going to be. You know, and in some ways, the draw that Coventry got, especially away at Blackburn, um, is is good, but it in some ways makes Tuesday more frustrating. I think you put it, didn't you, that it makes Tuesday more frustrating because if we'd yeah. have won against Huddersfield, then, you know, we'd be sitting in sixth right now. But there is going to be more twists and turns. I think Maybe the whole, I the whole game as well. If, is... if, you, if, if you see out the whole game, you see out the Huddersfield game, you're in fifth. And... You see out the Bristol City game and the QPR game as well, you know. Yeah. It, but you're right. Like you know, it's it's the frust- It's ultimately the home form that stopped us being in the top six. And maybe to be fair, that might be an advantage that the last two games, two of the last three, are away from home. Another thing that we have to consider as well is, by the time Watford plays, by the time Watford come to the stadium alight, they could be out of it. And by the time Preston's next couple of games or anything to go by, by the time they play us, they could be out of it. But obviously, so could we. So there's still so much in the balance and so much to play for. I think for me, I think it was Kyle who might have put it in the chat that. This season ultimately is a win-win for Sunderland because if we don't if we don't get in the playoffs, yes, it's disappointing, but we're much higher than a lot of us expected at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, and if we do finish in them, fantastic. The ultimate thing is everyone's got tough fixtures. I speak to a couple of Norwich fans and they are adamant that they're not finishing in the top six because they're missing a lot of key key players. They're missing particularly key defenders. Um, but again, it's weird because we're, we're only one goal essentially above them, aren't we? So... There is. It's not over. It's definitely not over. And I said, I felt if we weren't going to beat Birmingham and Huddersfield, that that would be done. But I can't say that, really, when we're only two points off it. And yeah, Blackburn and West Brom have the game in hand, but Blackburn's is against Burnley and West Brom's is against Sheffield United. So, but then again, it's the championship. I don't know. Yeah, I'm rambling on again. So yeah. um, it's, it's, it's frustrating that we drew on, on Tuesday, but it's definitely not over. Yeah. And very briefly as well, that... that the easy games on paper that some of the teams around us have as well aren't easy as you could see on Wednesday night you know again I'm not going to try and remember them but you know everyone dropped points when bar the Coventry game where they're playing each other you'd expect the team chasing playoffs to easily win the game that they were involved in and you know you look at Coventry's game and I think did you say they have Blackpool to play no, Coventry have got... Coventry. Well, they're next, well, Coventry, Coventry's next two games are a good example of this. They've got Reading at home on Saturday, who are yeah. fighting for their lives. And then they've got Birmingham at home afterwards, who went and won at Millwall in midweek. Yeah. And I think you look at that Reading game and you think that's an easy win for Coventry. And then Reading go and do what they did on Wednesday night and get a result against a team that have you know walked away with the playoffs so far. So anything can happen. 
But ultimately, all that matters for now is Sunday's game away to West Brom. 12 o'clock kickoff. A must win for West Brom, a must win for Sunderland. And a draw is pretty terrible for both teams, really. So it's going to be an interesting one because I can't see West Brom sitting off. I'd like to think Sunderland won't sit off. There'll be two teams going at it to try to obviously win the game. And it could be a very high-scoring game or it could be a nil-nil. You never know with these. But if you had to go with a prediction for that game, what would it be? Uh, oh, OK. Um, when I was going through all the games, this was a game I had us down to get beat in. But, right, I'm going to go psychologically. I'm going to go... I couldn't... Uh, OK, I'll, I'll go 2-1 to Sunderland only because... I think the psychology of drawing against Huddersfield means that the players will really want to win this game. Now, I know that's the case for West Brom, but I think we can beat West Brom. I don't think we should have lost against them at home. Um, so, yeah, that might be my heart ruling my head somewhat, but I'll go 2-1 to Sunderland. I think it's because it's away from home. If we can just def- if we can defend properly and keep West Brom out long enough, I think we have got players to cause them problems. I don't think, I mean, they won in midweek against Blackpool, but you'd expected them to beat them. So I think, so if we, I mean, when was the last time we won at West Brom? Could not tell you. I wish I could. I know. That, that, that seems to be a ground where we don't seem to have much luck. Well, we don't seem to have much joy, do we? But you never know. Records are definitely broken. Yeah, I think I'll, I'm, I'm going to go with Sunderland to win 2 1, only because it would be the most Sunderland thing to draw with Huddersfield and beat West Brom. But if we, you know, a draw is a better result for West Brom because they have a game in hand. Yeah. <clears throat> but that is on Sunday. And like I say, I think it's on Sky as well. So it'll be an interesting game. It'll be a game that I think every game that you're going into now does hinge on the chances of whether you get playoffs or not. If you lose, probably over. If you if you win, then it's on to the next one and, and so on and so forth up until the final game of the season, which if it does go down to that, 6,000 away fans going to Preston on a Monday afternoon should yeah, be... Which I'll be one of them. Likewise. Likewise, and I've still seen us win once away in about five years, just to say. So maybe. Right. So what he's saying, everybody, is if we don't time. win, this is false. <laughs> yeah, I am saying that exactly because we just don't win when I see them away. But that will be the last game of the season, and that could be the game that decides it. And like I say, six thousand away there, you know, win, get the playoffs in that game. It will be some atmosphere and some day to be involved in. But that is still a couple of weeks away. Um, all that matters is Sunday's game, like I say, and we'll have a podcast out at some point early next week talking about what happens in that game, how the table looks after that game and other results um, and all of that kind of stuff. But until then, we will see you later. That's all, folks.